and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to welcome in our celebration of Women's History Month, we have Michelle Atwell, Chief Safety Countermeasure Division, Office of Safety Programs over at the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We'll call it NHTSA. So, Michelle, welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. Thank you so much for having me, Kurt. Now, listen, our pleasure. We enjoyed your presentation a lot at our NSDA midwinter meeting in San Diego. Pleased to have you back on the podcast celebrating Women's History Month here in March. So, Michelle, uh, I'm going to kick things off with, if you can take a minute, give our listeners a little brief look into your background and experience. Absolutely. Well, Kurt, thank you again for the opportunity to talk with you all today in celebration of Women's History Month. I am truly honored to be here with you all today. I've spent most of my professional career working in the public health arena, all at various ends of the spectrum. My earlier years were spent working for the largest global organization involved in the regulation um, and related products for the regulation of healthcare products, including pharmaceuticals, medical devices, biotechnology, and the list continues. And the last um, almost 15 years, which, which we'll focus on today, have been spent in transportation, serving in, in various capacities, um, but all having the same mission at the end of the day, and that's to save lives. Um, I've spent time at the local, state, and federal level working on behavioral traffic safety and transportation programs. And the last 10 years have been spent specifically working for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, which we typically refer to in this field as, as NHTSA, really working to enhance transportation at the federal level. For those of you that are un- unaware, um, we've lost over 31,000 lives in motor vehicle crashes in the first nine months of 2022. And those numbers aren't just, um, you know, they represent, each one represents a life loss. And that's really someone's mother, father, son, daughter neighbor or even a coworker, and, and the chances are uh, pretty high that you know someone that has been affected or by one of those tragedies or you've been affected directly yourself. And, you know, I think that a lot of us say traffic safety is a public health issue and we really need to make it a priority. Um, and I am honored to be not just working with stakeholders like NSTA, but working with all of our highway safety and transportation professionals across the nation each and every day. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, it's a it's a calling, and I, I know it's a calling for you. But you, you know, for folks who might not be aware, you know, of of NHTSA um, <clears throat> and what you all do on a regular basis, can you talk a little bit about the agency? Absolutely. Um, well, Kurt, as you mentioned at the very beginning, I currently serve as the chief of the Safety Countermeasures Division in the Office of Safety Programs at NHTSA headquarters, located in Washington D.C. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar, there are lots of different offices at NHTSA headquarters. My office specifically resides on the behavioral program side of NHTSA, and we are responsible for all vulnerable road user populations. Uh, more specifically, we focus on areas such as and priorities such as pedestrian and bicycle safety, older road users, micromobility and motorcycle safety, rail grade, bystander care, pupil transportation, and, and I think the list could continue on prior to this role. When I first arrived at NHTSA uh, over 10 years ago, I worked as a highway safety specialist in our Enforcement and Justice Services Division, primarily focusing on licensing novice drivers, uh, teen driver education, vehicle technology, autonomous vehicles, and officer safety. And I had the distinct honor of working with national stakeholders such as AMBA, 
the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators to develop resources and provide technical assistance um, and expertise to the state's stakeholders and, and the motoring public. And uh, as you you know you mentioned, you've been with the agency quite a few years, and you, you know you started in you know in one area. In your experience, I guess within the agency and and maybe also your prior experience, um, just talking about student transportation and priority that we place upon it safety, you know, as a primary, you know, function of what we do, you know, as operators each and every day, what, what are your thoughts and, and maybe your experience with student transportation as part of a larger portfolio of things that you do? So where, you know, where do you put that in the competing priorities as far as, you know, traffic safety? Sure, absolutely, Kurt. Um, I would say that that people transportation safety is definitely one of those priorities for us. Um, I think that, you know, your membership and, and the listeners today know far too often. You hear about the tragedies. Um, I know a big priority for this industry right now is illegal passing of, of stop school buses, um, which has been one of the focus areas for NHTSA uh, over the course of the last year and a half. And I know we'll probably talk uh, we'll get an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that later on, um, but I would say that that NHTSA has has definitely um, I would uh, enhanced and and really taken a look at the priorities and where people transportation lies within that, um, and we have made a, made it a sole focus area and really elevated uh, people transportation as a priority within our agency. Well, that's great. That's great. Now. As I started this podcast, you know, this being a celebration of Women's History Month, I mean, you're a leader in transportation safety. You know, what are your thoughts or you can you share our, your thoughts with our listeners, you know, on being a leader in transportation safety? You know, what's, what's that mean to you? Sure. Uh, first and foremost, um, I am honored and truly humbled to be considered a leader in transportation. Um, I have to say that like many other of my transportation professionals um, that I'm really fortunate enough to be surrounded on a daily basis with, I think our passion, my passion specifically in dedication to transportation has come from unfortunate personal experiences um, mm-hmm. and being affected by those tragedies that I think we hear far too often about. Um, and, you know, my persistence in striving for personal and and really professional excellence comes from those who I've learned from over the years, many of which are, are other women who I consider to be true leaders and change makers in the transportation industry. Others, you know, that have affected, I guess, my excellence, that that personal experience um, and more personally connected to me are individuals and women like my mother, who has really taught me and always set to, oh, has taught me to always set an example, you know, the the importance of being authentic and genuine, never be afraid to stand on your stand alone uh, and really fight for what you believe and never be scared to, to chase your dreams. And I think leadership and transportation requires the ability to, to influence change in culture um, and also foster and build those relationships. And, you know, I think there's one word that that really rings true to this and it's together. Um, you know, I couldn't do this alone. I couldn't do this without partners like NSPA and other stakeholders that I work with on a daily basis. And I think personally, I truly believe that leadership comes in many forms and isn't just defined uh, by a rank or a title, but it's more defined by the way you treat people and the impression that you're going to leave behind on those folks. Um, you know, and I think I always say 
you know, and it's, it's really my hope that one day when I retire, and I know I have a long way to go, <laughs> I have a lot of time to make this happen, but, but I truly hope that one day when I retire, people will look back and say, she truly made a difference. And I really helped in, in the fight to save lives and move us closer to that zero that we all strive so hard to reach in transportation. Um, but the one thing, you know, and, and I, it really rings true. There are so many, what I call truly consider leaders in this industry that may not have, it's not uh, formal leadership, but it's more informal leadership. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that, that we can't forget um, because it's not always defined by that rank or title. But I hope that, you know, that the influence that I have in the transportation, the transportation arena can, can truly influence change and shift culture for those that come, um, that come behind me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's great. And while you were, you know, talking about the influence that your mother had on you, it came to mind. And I'm going to go a little bit off script, but I'll give you a, a, I'll give you a, a second to, to mull, mull this question. And we hear it in a lot of different venues now. But, you, you know, you talked about the influence of your mother. You talked about your experience. If there were something that you were able to ask Michelle Atwell, you know, younger, young Michelle Atwell, you know, if you were able to, to impart some knowledge to young Michelle Atwell, what would that be? I would say that that's a, diff- a difficult one. We would have to be here all day long to talk about. I think that there's a lot um, <laughs> that I've learned over the years, but I would say, uh, be, be willing to be open to change. Um, and I think for me that, you know, that comes, what I mean by that, Kurt, is is really being open to your path, not always going in the direction that you maybe set it to go in, you know, or you planned even. I mean, going back, you know, to, to, to my career and my education, you know, I initially went to school for, I thought I'd be a nurse. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought I would work in pediatrics. And at the end of the day, you know, everything that I've done in my career has been all ends of that public health spectrum that I talked about earlier, just different ends of that spectrum. Um, You know, and now it's more on on the preventative end and trying to, you know, uh, affect behavioral traffic safety and change, changing people's behavior. But I would say uh, be open to change and, and be open to, you know, what may come your what may come your way, um, even if it doesn't necessarily uh, match the criteria or what you thought, um, you know, that might look like. Yeah, no, I understood. And it's interesting. One thing I find really fascinating about the, the podcast is, you know, how many people, you know, have developed this real passion for student transportation, in your case, more or globally transportation um, that really did not, you know, really venture into this until they've made it into their professional lives, you know, one way or another. We, we in fact, had one gentleman who was like, I was in finance. And, you know, all of a sudden, uh, to your point, um, opportunities came along and he found himself kind of networking in the student transportation realm. And we just find those stories you know, all the time. And I just think it's interesting that, um, you, you know, you, you sound like you kind of fit that mold too of, of, you know, you started in one place and then, you know, you know, along your, the way in your professional career, you, you know, you found something where you've really um, created a, a niche for yourself. You have a passion for it. And it's, it's funny how that develops over time. 
Um, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I And I can't tell you how many people that, you know, I've talked to over the years, and especially a lot of our advocates, you know, uh, whether it be impaired driving advocate, advocates, um, you know, if you look at an organization like uh, Mothers Against uh, Mothers Against uh, Destructive Decisions, um, now used to be the old Mothers Against Drunk Driving, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking a look at um, uh, taking a look at their influence and their advocacy um, and what that means, um, because it has been driven by personal experience, personal experiences. Uh, and also sad, I should say, students against destructive decisions, go back and correct myself, um, and mothers against drunk driving. But both of those advocates, advocacy organizations, you know, a lot of individuals that you meet have been affected by, by personal experiences. Right, and I absolutely. think that that's, that's sort of, you know, what makes it all the more real and, um, and, and your passion, I think, is, is hyped up because you've been affected by that personally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm going to bring it back to, to center because we only have a, a couple questions left. You know, we view something that the agency does through traffic safety marketing as, a, you know, a, a really underutilized piece of the agency portfolio. So I'd like to give it some time, allow uh, us to take a minute here on the podcast for you to explain, you know, what I'm talking about here, and, and hopefully we can spawn some more activity you know, with uh, TSM? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Well, TSM, um, also known as Traffic Safety Marketing, is really our one-stop shop for communication resources uh, for states, highway safety stakeholders, transportation professionals such as NSTA. Um, That that website offers uh, materials for numerous traffic safety campaigns, including some of our high-visibility enforcement campaigns, uh, which we refer to as HVE campaigns. You might be familiar with some of those, but um, some of them focus on drunk driving, seatbelts, and then other campaigns focusing on motorcycles, pedestrians, vehicle vehicle safety, uh, speed, law enforcement, um, and as a, you all are already aware, people transportation. But some of those materials that are available on there include playbooks or resource guides, ready-to-use social media assets, graphics, videos for multiple different platforms, I should say, uh, PSAs, paid and earned media. Some of those materials are offered in multiple languages, but all of the materials are, are available for download at no cost. Um, and that website is trafficsafetymarketing.gov. I would definitely encourage you to share the resources with your organization, your membership, share the resources on social media networks and with other stakeholders. But again, I would, you know, I, I think that we say this all the time. Um, and I agree with you, Kurt, that it is more one of those underutilized parts of the agency portfolio, but these materials are free. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's sort of one of those things that you don't have to reinvent the wheel, um, but you right. can download them at no cost. Um, you can use the materials, but yeah, there are so many, a plethora of, of different priority areas on that. Um, you know, and I think when we talk about people transportation um, and your membership specifically, it just doesn't stop at 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 school bus safety. Um, it just doesn't stop at, you know, people transportation, because um, as as we all know, uh, most of those individuals are actually uh, those tragedies happen when unloading or unloading of that bus around in that in that danger zone area. Mm-hmm. So they are a pedestrian uh, traveling to, you know, at at a um, 
at a school bus stop. Um, you know, so there are other materials. I would definitely encourage you all to check them out. And again, that website is trafficsafetymarketing.gov. And as Michelle mentioned, this is part of the NHTSA portfolio. So when you go to trafficsafetymarketing.gov, that contains all uh, NHTSA materials. So like we've been emphasizing, folks, if you're listening to this podcast, do take a moment to go um, review that website and look at the materials. Michelle, before we close, are there any current projects that the agency and you are working on that we in School Bus World would be interested in? Absolutely. Kurt, I think we all remember the horrific illegal passing crash in Indiana that happened back in, I believe, October of 2018, the tragedy that killed three individuals from the same family. Um, it's tragedies like this one and others that have really made addressing, you know, for NHTSA, addressing illegal school bus passing a priority. You know, we know that uh, despite it being against law, and I think all 50 states, we know that illegal school bus passing of stop school buses is still and has become industry's biggest safety issue. And due to in part resources that the bipartisan infrastructure law provided to, to NHTSA specifically, uh, we were able to develop and launch a new national paid media campaign um, that focuses solely on educating drivers and the public about the dangers of illegal school bus passing and the associated risks for child pedestrians. I am also happy to share with you all today that NHTSA is working tirelessly on to address other people transportation related requirements that were outlined in the bipartisan infrastructure law. One other of those legislative requirements that I'll mention very briefly, and, and maybe we can come back and, and readdress uh, at another time with your membership is, and I think it'll interest your, your listeners, is the review of technologies uh, to determine the effectiveness around um, and on school buses. Uh, we're consulting mm-hmm. with different manufacturers of school buses, technologies, um, and the school bus industry to, to take a look at assessing cost, impact on ridership and effectiveness. And, and we're, once that review is complete, we will publish those findings. We'll share them with you all to share with your membership as well. Um, but just to kind of give you a little bit uh, more of an idea of the different technologies we're looking at. Um, and, it, and the list doesn't, it, it doesn't stop here, but I'll just mention a few. Cameras, audible warning systems, enhanced lighting, uh, motion-activated detection systems, um, and and others. Um, but ju- just gives you a little bit of an idea of what we're taking a look at. Um, but again, hopefully we can come back and and once we have a little bit more progress made, um, you know, we can we can update the membership on where we're at on those on those various projects. Yeah, that sounds great. And as you know, by speaking at our uh, midwinter meeting in San Diego, you know, all these pieces just tie together. So you made a presentation. But we also did, um, you know, some expert um, panel sessions with folks who talked about interior and exterior cameras and stop arms. So, yeah, this stuff all ties together. And that's why it's been great to to kind of foster this relationship with uh, you and the agency. So, Michelle, one last question for you. If folks want to find out more about NHTSA, where can they go to find that information? Absolutely. Um, to learn more about not just NHTSA, but our organizational priorities and programs um, and all the available resources, I would encourage you. We have two websites. Um, I would encourage you, first and foremost, to visit NHTSA.gov um, and the website that I mentioned a little earlier, which is trafficsafetymarketing.gov. You know, it's, it's extremely important that we all work together to put the safety of our children first. So in closing, I just want to 
again, commend your membership for the life-saving work they do each and every day to ensure the safety of our nation's children. And Kurt, I personally want to thank you again for the opportunity to join you today to talk a little bit about my background. I'm absolutely honored and humbled again to be a part of your celebration of Women's History Month. And I thank you guys for your continued collaboration and your partnership. Thank you so much again, Kurt. No, thank you, Michelle. And and once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, Michelle Atwell, Chief Safety Countermeasures Division, Office of Safety Programs at NHTSA. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks so much, Kurt. Have a great day.